apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin Anafrio. And the Cowboys made a move on Friday. They traded a they traded a fourth round pick for Trey Lance. A little bit of a surprise, knowing that the Cowboys still have Dak Prescott and Trey Lance was a first round pick. But seeing the way that Lance could not even beat out Sam Darnold as the uh, Niners' backup quarterback, I'm not totally surprised that this happened. And the big question here is: is uh, does Trey Lance eventually have a chance to be the uh, Cowboys' starting quarterback? And uh, f- and for me. I think yes, because Jerry did not did not consult Dak and McCarthy of this. Should he be? No. Should he have a chance to be? I don't think so, because number one, I don't think he's that good. And number two, uh, I think Dak Prescott is still a top 10 quarterback in the league and should be the Cowboys quarterback for the next still for the next five to 10 years. So I, I don't think the leash on Dak Prescott, there should be this short of a leash on Dak Prescott. But there for me, there is a chance that Lance could be the starting quarterback in Dallas. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think there's a chance. I know Dak's got one year left on his contract. And again, who knows? I know last time they were in negotiations that you know they they ended up coming together to you know to figure out a deal, of course. But you know, maybe something happens and you know, Jack Dak and Jerry aren't on the same page. You know, maybe this is for Jerry. Okay, I got somebody waiting and waiting in the wings. And this kind of feels like a move from Jerry Jones of like, I'm gonna try to be the smartest man in the room. I'm going to try to fix 
a former number two overall pick and make myself look good. So I, I could see it possibly, but yeah, like not right away. Like I, again, um, I, I think Trey Lance needs to kind of learn and grow. And I, again, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good move that maybe he did out of San Francisco and he gets a fresh start here. So I think it definitely could help him, but yeah, definitely Dak right now should be the starting quarterback for now. Oh, absolutely. I know he threw 15 picks last year, but the guy's been a solid quarterback for, for the last five, for six or seven years in this league. I, I, I think I think Dak is good enough to win a Super Bowl with. The problem with the Cowboys is they need to get a, a, a head coach. I mean, I know Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like the head coach is more of an issue than Dak Prescott. And I also think the general manager is more of an issue. This was a general manager that, you know, pays Ezekiel Lilly all that money for sitting on the beach, and then he has to trade Amari Cooper. So I think I think, I think there's other there's other reasons why the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl. They, they haven't gotten to a conference championship game. I think there's bigger issues than Dak Prescott. Romo and Dak had the same have had the same record in the playoffs and the two and four and the same record in the divisional round. What's been the one constant? It's been Jerry Jones. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know that's been the thing about the Cowboys is yeah, Dak Prescott's done a really good job quarterback. Yeah, you know, and Jerry's never gonna get a top of the line head coach because you know he wants to. He wants to boss you around, and NFL coaches aren't going to take that. So, yeah, that's Jerry Jones a problem. We've talked about it, you know. So we've, you know, everyone talked about it so many times about Jerry Jones. You know, he's got us, you know, take less of a role in running the organization. But again, we know Jerry Jones. That's never going to happen um, under him until that happens. Yeah, it's, it's probably a team that does not get the NFC Championship game or get to, gets to, gets back to Super Bowl until Jerry Jones is. Does not have a big, doesn't play as big of a role as he does. Exactly, 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 exactly. So this is an interesting move, interesting move for the Cowboys. He potentially could be the starter, but to be honest, I don't think he should. But we are going to move on to the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor. And yesterday, the Colts could not trade uh, Jonathan Taylor. They could not end up trading him because they want, they have, they have a really, they want a lot for him. They want a first round pick. The weird part about this with Taylor is, is they don't want to pay him, but they want a first round pick for him. It's a really weird situation. To be honest, and I've said this for a while, I would just pay the guy because don't you want your young quarterback to have a skilled guy like Jonathan Taylor? It's, it's not, and they're say, "Oh yeah, you said that. You, you said the Giants shouldn't pay Barkley a lot." It's a, it's different. Barkley with the Giants, they have to pay a quarterback. The Colts right now are not going to be paying a quarterback, so you want to pay a skilled guy like Jonathan Taylor. You want a guy that could help your young quarterback out. So I really don't get why the Colts haven't just paid Jonathan haven't just paid Jonathan Taylor. But the big question is: Is this his last snap? Will he play another game with the Colts? And seeing that they put him on the pup list, I, I don't think he will. I, th- I think he's going to get traded in the middle of the season. I, I think he's going to get. I think he's going to be on another team by Halloween of this year. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know. Yeah, I feel like with Anthony Richardson, you would want Jonathan Taylor on the field, but I, I get, you know, we've talked about kind of the running back market right now, and I don't think the Colts want to be the team that resets it and gets other teams disappointed. You know, get get upset with them. I don't know. Yeah, you would like to kind of have him around, um, but that does not seem like that's right now in the Colts' plans. And yeah, with him going the list, I feel like yeah, he probably doesn't. But again, if they can't, if they if they're still, you know, the Colts are still sold on. I want a first round pick or you know something close to it, and they haven't and they haven't found anything yet. Um, you know, and he and he's eligible to come off the list, You know. Does he does Jonathan Taylor risk a whole year of sitting out and or you know rest of the year sitting out and losing on losing out on his money? I don't know, but yeah, I feel like there's more of a chance here that they try to figure out a trade and just kind of just try to end it and hopefully for the Colts they get on the back in return. 
exactly. They, 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 at this point, uh, because of the relationship, they're probably going to trade him. But I do think they're going to pay him. But again, at this point, with the way the relationship is, they're probably going to wind up trading Jonathan Taylor, which is sad because you could have a great talent like Jonathan Taylor playing with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And with those, and with the way Anthony Richard can run the um, football as well, with those two in the backfield doing some optimism stuff with the two of them, yeah, that that could have worked out really, really well. Um, and yeah, could have really helped out that offense. And Richardson here, you know, that's being a rookie. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it, it does not seem like that's going to happen. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely does not look like it will. <laughs> now we are going to move on to our NFL season preview. We do it every year. It's it's, it's an annual thing that we do every year. So. We are going to start in the NFC East, and we are going to start with the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And for me, yes, the Super Bowl hangover is is a real thing. The, it, 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 the, the Colts, the uh, no, I mean, the Chiefs got off to a slow start two years ago. The Bengals got off to a slow start yet last year, but both those teams still made the playoffs. And I think that's going to be the same with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to go thirteen and four, and I think they're going to win this division. The biggest thing for the Eagles, though, is is is, is some of the some of the guys they lost on defense can. Uh, Jalen Carter, who they who they drafted, can he re- can he replace uh, Jerron Hargrave? Can Nicobe Dean replace uh, T.J. Edwards? And can uh, can Terrell Edmonds replace C.J. Gardner Johnson? I don't think they'll be as good defensively, but I, as they were last year. But I think they'll still be a really really good defense. And offensively, they won't miss a beat. They should not miss a beat offensively. They still got a really good offensive line. They're going to have a top quarterback in the league in Jalen Hurts, top receiver in the league in A.J. Brown. So th- with this roster, with this coaching, with this quarterback. I still, I think the Eagles will be the first team to repeat in the NFC East since the 20, 2004 season when the Eagles had T.O. To and McNabb and got the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I think this will be the first repeat champion in the NFC East in almost 20 years. I got the Eagles winning the NFC East at 13-4. and four. Justin, what do you got the Eagles doing this year? Yeah, I totally agree with you. At the Eagles, same record, 13-4, and four, winning the NFC East. Um, yeah, I don't, there's no doubts right now about Jalen Hurts and, you know, what the year that he had last year, bring it, you know, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, they got over from Tennessee. Um, that often to be really explosive, you know, think they got a good running back room now. Um, or, you know, yet again, they used to, they like to use that multiple kind of running backs and um, they got that again with Swift, Penny and Gainwell, and they still got Boston Scott as well. Um, but this Eagles team, you know, last year they had 70 sacks and they had four guys that had, you know, double digits amount amount of sacks. I don't, you know, can they get that amount of pressure again defensively? They got the toughest schedule in the entire league, um, so that to me tough. But yeah, like I, I think for the Eagles, you know, again injuries can always happen, but I feel like it would be a disappointment if the Eagles don't at least get the NFC Championship game. So for the Eagles, I think they get back there, and um, you know, they, they they got really talented roster in a in a in an NFC that is down right now, and they should be able to take advantage. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we'll move on to my New York Giants, second year of Brian of the Brian Dayball regime there. And I think they pick up right from where they left off last year. I don't think there is a regression with this team. I really like, and I think a big reason for that is I really like the addition of Brian Dayball. Obviously, Daniel Jones last year proved that he is a franchise quarterback in this league. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I know it's a one-year deal, but he's back. Uh, their offensive line should be improved with 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 the ad, with drafting John Michael Smiths from Minnesota, and uh, ev- hopefully Evan Neal plays better in his second year. I think they upgraded the receiver room, going out and getting Paris Campbell and having having Isaiah Hodgins play the entire year. So I think they upgraded the receiver the receiver room. And on the defensive side of the ball, I'm expecting Kayvon Thibodeau to get to get about ten sacks. I think Thibodeau will be a better player. 
I think their defense does their defensive line be better. I think they'll be better at linebacker with Bobby Okereke. And uh, I, I think their secondary, you know, drafting Deontay, Deontay Banks will be better. So I think this team has more talent. I really – I like the coaching staff. I think this team is going to return to the playoffs and get one of the wild cards and finish 11 – and finish in second in the NFC East and finish 11-6. and six. Justin, what do you got the Giants doing this year? I have them 8-9. And, and the thing is, I do think – and I think they're a better team. I just don't like the way the schedule sets up for them. And I think that could give them problems. Again, like I do I, think it's a better team. All right, you got a good point. The early season schedule is difficult. Opening up against Dallas, uh, then playing at San Francisco. You got at Buffalo in week six. You got at Miami in week five. You got the Seahawks on a Monday night. You got the Jets in week eight. Very, very, you got a good point with the schedule there. But I just think the team is, this is a, this is a bet. This is a more talented team and a really good coaching staff. No, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, again, and I, and I, as I said too, like, I do think the Giants are better than they were last year. I just think the schedule, they won six games too by less than six points. And sometimes you do see a regression with that. But again, I think they got it right with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Like I, I think their staff is great. I think they're trending in the right direction, but like it is year two and you're technically still in a rebuild. So like, even if you go eight and nine, you miss the playoffs. As long as things look good with that schedule, like I know it'd be difficult after making the playoffs last year, if you don't make it this year, but I still think it would be, a good year. And I, I, again, I think the rebuild's on the right track. And again, maybe next year you, you're, you know, another good off season, maybe you go eight and nine, you get a better draft pick. And now next year you're kind of like, okay, we're in that next tier where may, we can contend for the NFC title. I think the giants are still one year away from doing that. Um, but I, yeah, I, right now I have them eight and nine. Um, yeah. Daniel Jones last year had a really nice year. Brian Dable did a great job of developing them. You know, they got Bart, you know, they were able to get it done with Barkley um to keep him around Darren Waller can he stay on the field you know because he's a big tight end um that should be a lot of touches because that wide receiver room stay healthy and yeah you know Thibodeau O'Neal those two can kind of upgrade and develop yeah I could see that the Giants winning nine to ten games I just feel like the schedule and six of your first nine games on the road that's where I'm kind of like eight and nine where I'm like there's a tough there's some tough back-to-backs where I'm just like I don't know if they're able to get this done and that's why, like, if the schedule is different, yeah, I probably have this Giants team getting ten wins. It's just kind of the schedule for me is like, I don't, I, I, you know, it's just tough for me to, you know, see them getting nine to ten wins. I get what you mean, and and and, and a lot of people who don't follow, who are not Giants fans, think they're going to be eight and nine. So you're on, you're kind of on the right track in terms of people that are not going to be that aren't Giants fans. It's because, and you made a good point. Waller staying healthy is huge. That is so crucial to this team because he's going to be their guy on third and long. He's not, they did not get a number one receiver in the offseason. He is their guy on third and long. So Waller being able to stay healthy is huge. And there's a very good chance that he, he, he might not because he's missed 14 games. That's a really good point there. And also the one-score games they won last year, that's a, real, that's a really good point as well. But also they lost some close games last year. They lost yeah. that game on a 61-yard field goal in Minnesota. They were in the Seattle game until the end, until Richie James dropped that punt in the Seattle game. They should have won the Washington game. If Slayton catches that ball, instead of tying it, they would have won that game. So I think we're, they, they also could have won some, some games last year that they either tied or they lost. So, yeah, I get the one-score wins. They, I know they won a lot of one-score games last year. They won nine one-score games. But what I see is is one of those one-score wins was in the second half of the year. One of, those, one of those games they won by two scores was at the end of the year against the Colts. They were playing a lot better. They were playing – no, I'm going to say a lot better. But they were playing better at the end of the year. Daniel Jones was playing better at the end of the year. So I see growth in this Daniel Jones. and Why I think this team's going to make the playoffs is I see growth of uh, Daniel Jones and Brian Dable's offense and some of the additions they've made in the offseason. Waller, uh, 
you know, Karaki drafting Deontay Banks and and uh, and, hope, and Thibodeau and Neal should have better years. So I think the younger players will have better years. Daniel Jones is definitely getting a lot more comfortable. Definitely got a lot more comfortable in Brian Dayball's scheme. They got a good linebacker now. So I just see with the with the, with more talent on this team and Daniel Jones play proving to be a franchise quarterback. I just see this team returning to the playoffs. But I get where you're coming from because a ton of people that are not Giants fans have them going eight and nine. Yeah, and, you know, and yeah, they added more talent. I just feel like too. Um, the three times they played the Eagle, or you know, the the last couple of times, like in that playoff game. That thing was over in two minutes. Like you just tell, like the Giants are not gonna be in this football game. They're just not. And again, right that, about that. you know, you know, they, they got Minnesota, but you know, we kind of, you know, Vikings, just, you know, weren't able to get done last year. You know, Vikings were very over. Well. Well, I mean, Vikings were very yeah. overrated at thirteen and four. Yeah, they were. You know, they 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 won what I think nine one score games, ten. Eleven. You know, so like one they, score games. Eleven. So did you know they got you know and a thirty four nothing comeback. So. You know, not trying to take anything away from the Giants from last year with the Eagles, but it's just like, all right, I think they're still just one year away, some tough road games. And, yeah, I, I think next year – like, if, if the schedule is different, yeah, I could definitely see this Giant team going 10-7, 11-6. I just – right now, even with some of the talent upgrades they made, I just feel like it's a very difficult schedule. And there's just some games where, yeah, they could win, but I, I could see them, you know, dropping it. But, again, I, yeah, Brian Dable's a, a heck of a – Heck of a coach. I think he's going to do a really good job with Giants team for years to come. Yeah, and also that's another good point. The way they played Philly, they, they got beat up twice by day. I know they were both one-score games in Dallas last year. The first time they, they played Dallas, they lost without Dak at home. So they so they got beat. If Dak plays in that game, they lose by two scores. The second time they played Dallas, they got dominated in the second half. That wasn't even a one-score game. They scored a touchdown in garbage time. So Dallas beat them up last year. Philadelphia, you we don't they, twice they destroyed the Giants last year. And then even when they played against Detroit, Detroit – who's supposed to be a good team this year, they beat them pretty good last year. So, yeah, they struggled against the good teams last year. They got all those most all those teams ran the ball all over them. You're hoping a guy like Bobby O'Carrick can help with the run defense, but yeah, they got to they got to play better against the good teams. You got a good you you got you got a point there. I think they will, but I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, and I, I expect them to play better this year. You know, as a, you know, as we know, it's year two now in the table. Yeah, there's more talent. Daniel Jones is more comfortable in the system. Again, do I expect them to beat the Eagles? No, but I expect them to keep it close, play them tough, and then next year, you, you know, next year, yeah, you know, try to beat the Eagles at home next year. You know, like I, I think that's a good goal, you know, for, for them for next year. So, yeah, you know, they got to play better. You know, hopefully you can I, – I think they're good enough where they could take – they could beat Dallas at home this year. You know, so – if, if healthy going up to that game. So, yeah, I, I think the Giants are talented, but yeah, they got to play better against some of the better teams this year down the, you know, and um, they, they got to play better against, you know, some of the better teams in the NFC and it's even in the, you know, in the NFC. Absolutely. 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 So we'll see what happens with the Giants this year. Uh, it's going to be, they're an interesting team. A lot of, some people have them, you know, under taking, taking a step back. Some people have them taking a step forward. We'll see what happens with them, but we got to move on to the Cowboys and, for me, I think the Cowboys, again, I think they'll, they'll be a playoff team again, but I do think they're going to have a little bit of regression. They got a running back, Tony Pollard, coming off an injury. Their offensive line is not as good as it's been. Their offensive line is not as good. Uh, really, the only really good offensive lineman they have is Zach Martin because Tyron Smith, his best days are behind him. And, and Tyler Smith proved to be average in his rookie year. Same with Tyler Biotish. Same with Terrence Steele. So their offensive line is not as good. I do like some of the additions they made, going out and getting Gilmore but go, and going out and getting Brandon Cooks. 
but but also you're relying on guys in their 30s to improve your team, and sometimes that backfires on you. So we'll see what happens there. Defensively, I think this is a good defense. I am tired of hearing about how this is a great defense because this defense had issues stopping the run last year, and you're and what you're relying on is rookies like Maze Smith to be able to stop the run. So I think this is a good defense, but this is not a great defense. And the McCarthy Dak thing, I think, is a could be a little bit dysfunctional. That's why I think this team makes the playoffs because they're a pretty talented team. So I think, and they got a good quarterback in Dak. So I think they make the playoffs, but I don't think this team goes anywhere in the playoffs. I got this team going ten and seven and finishing in third in the NFC East. Justin, what do you got the Cowboys doing this year? I got the Cowboys eleven six finishing second this this year in the division. Um, yeah, you know, I, I worry a little bit with this. Jack in the locker room thing, you know, you know, I think I mentioned a week or two ago with, with him and Diggs, just kind of nobody backing up that like, you know, who's kind of leaders in this locker room. Um, But yeah, Tony Pollard coming off the broken leg, you know, how is he, I'm interested to see how they use Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield. Cause I, again, I think he's going to be such a great weapon. Um, You know, cause he's such a, you know, great. Um, He's got great hands out of the backfield as well. Caught a lot of passes at Kansas state. So I'm interested to see how they use him this year. Look, you know, I think this Cowboys team's talented to make a run in the playoffs. Do they? I have to see it to believe them. Um, but and I think Dak this year, like, yeah, I think the interceptions are going to go down just because Kellen Moore last year felt like a, a lot of times on third and one, third and twos, they just took a ton of 40 yard bombs, and you know he got picked off a couple of times. So like, you know, I think maybe the new the new, a new OC coming in there does help that out a little bit in some of the play calling stuff. So, yeah, I think, Dak, the interception numbers do come down for him. Uh, but, yeah, this Dallas team should be in the playoffs. How far they go is a question mark. Absolutely. And and, and everybody says, oh, you know, the Cowboys and, and, and all the Super Bowl hype. I, I think a successful season for this Dallas team would be getting to the conference championship for the first time since 1995. If this team can get to the NFC title game, I think it's a successful season, and Dak and McCarthy will be there for, for the next four or five years. If they don't, then definitely Dak and McCarthy's jobs will both be on the line. Yeah, I agree. Because especially this year where the NFC, because, you know, there's some question about the Niners right now with Bosa continuing to still be out. Their, their defense didn't look great in the preseason. So, like, outside of Philly, the second, you know, second place is kind of open. Like, for Dallas, there's not a better time than, than now to get there. Because it is, it, it's open right now in the NFC. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, like, it, you know, Dallas, there's no um, – you know, again, injuries always happen, but right now, you know, there's no excuses. This team doesn't get to the NFC Championship game. You know, like this, this team can get there. So, um, yeah, they, you know, they don't McCarthy, Dak, and you know, we mentioned they brought in Trey Lance. You know, maybe Jerry Jones has something up his up his sleeve, which wouldn't be uh, too surprising. Yeah, it would not be at all. But we will move on to the Commanders, and the Commanders, to me, with Sam Howell being their starting quarterback. I don't know what I'm getting there. I don't know what I'm getting there. At least with Taylor Heineke, I knew I was going to get maybe a- average quarterback play at best. But I don't know what I'm getting with uh, Sam Howell there. The offensive line still very questionable. I do like the skill guys on this team, though. I do like Terry McLaurin. I, you know, even though he's banged up, I like Terry McLaurin. I like Curtis Samuel. I like Jahan Dotson. So I like the skill guys on this team. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the big question is Chase Young. Is Chase Young ever going to play? Now he is. Now he has a neck issue. He he, he missed. Um, the, he missed. He's missed the last year and a half. Uh, I mean, he played a little bit last year, but he's not played much over the last year and a half. Uh, I do like Deron Payne and uh, Jonathan Allen and uh, and uh, Montez Sweat, though. I do like part of that front four, but Chase Young just hasn't been able to stay on the field. 
very this team very questionable linebacker Jamin Davis is going to be better than he was last year in the secondary. I do like the move. I do like them getting Emmanuel Forbes, but the defense is decent, pretty good for this team. But the problem is, is their offense, their offense, their offensive line, and their quarterback play. I think that is a bit could be a major major issue for this team. Sam Howell, he may have a really good year. We never know. He played well in the preseason, but I'm not going to take stock over what happened in the preseason against a bunch of twos for the Ravens. So I think Washington finishes in last place. They finish five and twelve. There are issues with there already. You've seen issues between Bianami and Rivera. I think this team finishes five and twelve, and they finish in last place in the division. And I think this costs Ron Rivera's job. Justin, what do you got the Commanders doing this year? Yeah, I get the Commanders as well, finishing four seven to ten. Um, you know. Yeah, Sam Howell looked really good during preseason. Yes, you know, you kind of, you know, you always kind of, you know, can't take too much stock. But, again, I, I really liked what I saw from him. Yeah, you know, the old line, I think, the big issue for him. It was last year, you know, how much better they, they can get this year. But I think Eric Bieniemy coming in, um, I think, is going to help out Sam Howell in that offense. You know, they do mention they got some nice offensive weapons. You know, I and I do think the secondaries, you know, has improved a little bit. As you mentioned, they got Emmanuel Forbes. Like, you know, still not great, but it's going to be better than it was last year. Um, you know, and I think with the new owners, too, with Harrison, Magic Johnson coming in, you could tell that Ravens game, there's a lot of excitement for this team. And, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, this team doesn't make the playoffs. New owners, you know, they like to bring in their own guys. And, you know, I would think Rivera's in trouble. And I don't know if you heard yesterday. He was like, yeah, um, he was talking about Sam Howell. He's like, yeah, if I knew Sam Howell was, was – this good last year, I would have started him earlier than, um, than I did in week 18. It's just like, why it's like Ron Rivera again. It's like, why would you open your mouth about that? Like that's, yeah, he's opened his mouth way too much time. He's opened his mouth way too much time in Washington. Opened his mouth last year about Carson Wentz. He's opened his mouth way too much here. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's not helping his case either. I can't imagine. So, you know, we'll see. feel like Eric Bannon is a coach in waiting. Um, you know, again, hopefully I think we're Washington, you know, seven to ten. Sam Howell, if he can kind of continue to grow this this year and improve week in and week out, I feel like maybe next year's the year where watching. You know, you feel like it can definitely be a playoff team, but um, it all kind of depends on that offensive line. You know, it's still a big kind of worrisome for me. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And for Eric Bieniemy, this is a huge year. This is going to prove what he's made of. Really, this is going to prove. More what he's made of, you know, because a lot of times, you know, the biggest reason why he could not get a coaching job was because he was behind Andy Reid. He was in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's shadow. Now he's out of that shadow. So if he has a big year with Sam Howell, this team somehow sneaks into the playoffs. He's he's probably going to get a coaching job. So this is a humongous year for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, yeah. Again, I think he could definitely be kind of the guy in Washington, you know, especially like if Ron Rivera gets fired midseason, if this team plays better than they were with Rivera. Yeah, I could see him getting the, the the commander's job. So, yeah, I agree with you. This is a huge year. And, yeah, you know, Sam Howell, he looks good and this offense is better and continues to improve week in and week out. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy is finally going to get his, get his uh, well-deserved chance to be an NFL head coach. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will move on to the NFC North, and we will start with the team that's getting a lot of hype in the NFC North, and that's the Detroit Lions. And that is the team I got winning the division. And I'm not as high on them as other people are. I got them winning it at 10-7. and seven. I really like their offense, especially at home. Jared Goff was excellent at home last year. Uh, 23 touchdowns, three interceptions at home. I mean, I think they, they're still going to have a good running game with, with uh, David Montgomery, now with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Their offensive line is one of the best in football. It's one of the best offensive lines in the league. I think the receiving core is going to improve throughout the season because they're going to get Jamison Williams back by week seven. And Amaran St. Brown has proved to be one of the top receivers in the NFL. 
the issue with me, why I don't have this team up there in the NFC with the Eagles and the 49ers is because of their defense. I think their defense improved a little bit getting Cam Sutton and getting uh and getting CJ Gardner Johnson. And they did play better last year in the second half. They were six six times they gave up under 20 points. But the game that I can't get out of my head last year is that week 16 matchup in Carolina where they gave up over 300 yards rushing to the Panthers. And they really didn't do a lot this offseason to improve that front seven. They really didn't. I know they drafted Jack Campbell in the first round, but they didn't do enough. To me, they didn't do enough to improve that front seven. So I still think defensively this is going to be still a below-average defense. But offensively, I think this is going to be an offense that's going to be in the top five, especially when they play at home. And they're going to be very, very tough to beat at home. So I do have this team winning the division for the first time in over 30 years, or I think since 1993. For the first time in 30 years, I got I do have the Lions winning the NFC North, but I have them winning it at 10 and seven. And I don't have, and I still think that the 49ers and the Eagles are clearly better, are clearly better teams than they are. Yeah, you got the I, got the, I got the lines as well going 10 and seven, uh, winning this division. Yeah. I'm with that. The defense is a big concern for me. And, you know, and because they, you know, now this is going to help their offense, but 12 of their 17 games are going to be playing in a dome. Their really only weather game is going to be like week 14 at Chicago, where it's going to be cold. Like, and you know, Chicago yeah, they're often still it doesn't have that good of a defense either. No, it doesn't. So, but again, it could be windy, cold, snow, week 14. Like, it, you know, it could be a game that works against them. But yeah, you know, so I, I think for this for this team, Jared Goff, again, he was excellent last year, you know, with those wide receivers, you know, um, you know, with St. Brown, he had an awesome year. Yeah, you know, they, they got a little bit better in defense. You know, they finished the year strong. They went eight and two. Like this team got better. You know, yeah, that week 16 against Carolina was awful. But week 18, they went to Green Bay. Their season's over. Seattle just won. They're they weren't making the playoffs. They go into Green Bay and they 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 knock them off and keep them out of the playoffs. So, you know, Dan Campbell, very different than a lot of NFL coaches, it feels like with the raw rawness and you know, he is talking about trying to get a lion to, you know, coming into the stadium like some college teams do like you know he's very he's wired different and i didn't think it was gonna go well for that but it seems like it's working yeah this line team but yeah i'm with you when the when's the last time there's been so much hype for detroit lions and that's like where you know does this team live up to the expectations so you know so that that's where i'm at with the team but yeah this this the offense would be very fun to watch but defensively um feels like again their offense one day just has an off day I don't think their defense is going to win them that game. So that that's the thing. I do think they win the division, but yeah, I don't. Maybe they won around in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. 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 I don't think this team is on the level of the Eagles or the 49ers. Now we will move on to the Vikings. And last year, the Vikings had a really, really good year. They won 13 games, but also it was 13 of those uh, 11 of those 13 wins were by one score. And uh, a lot of times that ha- that happens and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't translate to the next season. And I think that's what's going to happen this year with the Vikings. I, I got them finishing second. I got them actually missing the playoffs, finishing nine and eight. I think Kirk Cousins is getting older, and Kirk Cousins, even at his peak, has never been a top ten quarterback in this league. Obviously, you know, really good receiver with Justin Jefferson. They got they have a great receiver. They got one of the best. They got the best receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. Uh, I, I think their offensive line is decent. I really like Christian Darisau. I think I like the the move getting Jordan Addison. The issue with this team, though, is the is the players that they lost. First, they lose Dalvin Cook. I think Alex Madison is cap- Alexander Madison is capable of being a good running back, but he's, you're, I don't think he's going to be as good as Dalvin Cook has been for the for, for them for the last couple of years. And then on the defensive side of the ball, 
this defense struggled last year. I know they got Brian Flores, a better defensive coordinator, but they lost talent off this defense. They lost Eric Kendricks, a good run stuffer. They lost Adarius Smith. They lost Patrick Peterson and really never replaced any of those guys. So I think this team is still going to struggle a ton defensively. Uh, and I think some of these one-score wins are not going to be are going to go the other way this year. Uh, th- that's why I just don't think this Vikings team is going to is going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to be nine and eight, and I think they are going to miss the playoffs. Justin, what do you got the Vikings doing this year? Yeah, I got them nine and eight. I have them as um, I do have them making a wild card. Um, but yeah, like if this team in the in the over in the AFC, I probably have this team winning like seven games. Like I, I'm with you. I just because the NFC is not great, you know that that division, you know. Kind of up for grabs, so I, I think they'll get a couple games there. But yeah, you know, like their defense, they trade away to Darius Smith, who you know had ten sacks last year. Like, yeah, I really worry about that defense. I know Flores, you mentioned, yeah, he's, he's a really good defense coordinator, but you need some talent to work with, and there's not a ton on this defense side of the ball. So you know, yeah, like games against Detroit, you know, their their defense is you know really really going to struggle. Um, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins, he'll put up numbers, you know he's going to put numbers as offense and, you know, yeah, you know, in the big moment, yeah, he's, he's had his issues. Like this offense didn't score a lot of points. Uh, you know, Thielen's gone, you know, uh, and, you know, they got rid of, um, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook now is with the Jets. So I think, yeah, the Vikings scene, the talent they lost defensively is going to hurt them. Um, but I think they find a way to sneak in the locker game. And I think they do go nine and eight this year. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with them. I mean, I think, they won a lot of close games, but my biggest issue with that team is the losses were really bad last year. They got blown out in Philly, got blown out in Dallas, got blown out at Green Bay late in the year, and they lost by double digits against Detroit, and they lost in the first round against the Giants. They didn't win a playoff game, lost in the first round against the Giants. So I thought this was a thir- this was a 13-win team, but this was not a good 13-win team last year, and I think that's what's going to show up this year. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, um, you know last year, yeah, we saw the Packers – um, you know, Roger missed some games and they weren't as good. And the Lions came on strong there late in Chicago last year. Just, um, you know, they only won three games. Like, they weren't great. So, yeah, I think it helped, too. They took care of, you know, winning the 11 games by one score games is, you know, nice. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some regression this year. And they definitely took advantage, too, of just having a division that was really down last year as well. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we will move on to the Packers and the Jordan Love era begins in Green Bay. Uh, this is the team for me that has the highest in the NFC has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor. If Jordan Love works out and the defense plays well, they'll be a, they could be a top three team in the NFC. If Jordan Love plays terribly and the defense isn't good, they could be a bottom they could be a bottom four or five team in the NFC. So they could go from either twelve and five to five and twelve. They could they could this is this team to me highest ceiling lowest floor. In, 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 in the NFC. I think the gap between the, floor, the ceiling and the floor is the biggest between any of any team in the NFC with, with the Green Bay Packers. But for me, I got them go, I got them missing the playoffs. I got them finishing in third. I got them finishing seven and ten. I think the defense was not was not good was not good last year. I know they lost they lost to Rashawn Gary in the middle of the season. They'll get him back. So the defense will be a little bit better. It'll be a, definitely a better pass defense than a run defense. So, so I because with Gary and with Jari Alexander, but the problem with the Packers last year, their run defense was not good, and they need Quay Walker and they need Devontae Wyatt. They need the two Georgia guys to play better if this defense wants to become a good defense. They need those two guys to be better. Quay Walker had a lot of maturity issues last year, getting ejected from two games, and, and he got ejected from that last game against the Lions. So their run defense definitely has to improve if they're going to be a good team. 
And offensively, their passing game has to improve. Uh, Jordan Love obviously has to play well, and they need one of these receivers to emerge. They need either a Christian Watts, Christian Watson, who was re- was good in the second half of the year last year with Aaron Rodgers, though. Let's not forget it was with Aaron Rodgers, and he got healthy towards the second half of the year. Or Romeo Dot. They need one of those two receivers to emerge. And the problem with me with the Packers is there's just too many question marks right now, and that's why I got them finishing seven and ten and finishing in third in the NFC North. Justin, what do you got the Packers doing this year? Yeah, I got me at nine bits in the playoffs as well, finishing third in this division. You know, yeah, it's Love look has looked a little, you know, has, he looks like he's approved during camp and preseason so far. Yeah, it's still kind of unknown there. You know, they're young at wide receiver. As you mentioned, Christian Watson, you know, yeah, the last eight games, he had seven touchdown catches, 523 yards receiving. And, you know, you double that, that's over 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns. So, yeah, you know, it's a different quarterback now, but we did see some promise from Watson last year. Um, you know, to hopefully, you know, Jalen Reed, the rookie out of Michigan State, had a really good preseason. You know, maybe he's somebody that can emerge for him, um, which will help. But, yeah, you know, for, for Green Bay, it's a team. Uh, you know, if the de- defense, I thought, yeah, it was going to be better going into the season. It wasn't. You know, can they kind of get back to that level? Because if they do, yeah, you know, it's a team that wouldn't, you know, Jordan Love's played really, really well. I'm, I think they could win the division. And, you know, but I have an 8-9 going kind of 500 right around there. You know, if everything goes right for Jordan Love, you know, it's going to be awesome to see. Again, I just, you know, what are the chances that they get three straight quarterbacks here that, been, you know, that are, um, that, that are like Hall of Fame talent? I just don't, I, I just, you know, I think it's very tough to do here. Um, but, you know, we'll see. You know, Jordan Law has been kind of sitting here the last couple of years. You know, he kind of showed some promise at Utah State, kind of struggled after his coach Matt Wells left his um final year, take the job at Texas Tech, and he kind of, and his numbers kind of digressed. Um, but he's a guy, you know, we'll, we'll see what Jordan Love. We'll see if, if LaFour and the Packers office staff can develop him to be, you know, if he can kind of just get into the top 15 of top quarterbacks in the league, I think this, I think they'll find a way to make a, make the playoffs this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, if he gets – yeah, if he's top 15, top 10, they'll definitely make the playoffs. But we'll see what happens. Very Packers are a very, very interesting team going into this season. Now we move on. We will move on to the team they will be playing on opening day, and that is the Chicago Bears. And for the Bears – it's, it, it's pretty simple. This is a humongous, humongous year for Justin Fields. Justin Fields has got to have this team in playoff contention. They've added, and they've added DJ Moore. They, uh, they, 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 uh, they, they drafted, they drafted uh, Darnell Wright. And so, so this, the Justin Fields, I know he's got the potential, but he's got, and he had a decent year last year. He, he, there were times he played really well, especially running the ball last year, but he's got to be better this year. The fourth quarter interceptions, he had some big ones last year. That big fourth quarter interception against Atlanta. He had a big one against Green Bay. There were like three straight games where he threw a he had in Detroit, in the Detroit game. He threw four, he had three straight games where he threw an interception in the fourth quarter. That has got to stop. That has got to stop. You're going to be a franchise quarterback. He's got to stop throwing interceptions in the fourth quarter. On the defensive side of the ball, I think their defense is still below average. But they may add some pieces with T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, and they and they and they signed uh, Yannick Ndakwe. So they did add some pieces there. But Justin Fields has got to stop throwing those fourth quarter interceptions. And Justin Fields has got to have this team in playoff contention this year for him to be the guy going forward for the Bears. And I think he will. I think he'll have them in contention. But the problem is going to be is I don't think this defense is going to be good enough for them to to get to the playoffs. I think they added some pieces, but they were the worst defense in the league last year. And I think they improved a little, but not too much. That's why I got the Bears. And I do think Justin Fields is going to definitely have a better year. I do think with DJ Moore, he's going to have a better year. 
But overall, I don't think the defense is good enough for them to be a playoff team. And Fields hasn't proven it to me to be a top quarterback yet. So that's why I got the Bears improved from last year, but finishing 7-10 and 10 and finishing in last in the division. Yeah, I got them last as well. I got them 6-11. and 11. I really like the progress or the trade here for DJ Moore. Um, you know, and I think he's somebody because he hasn't played with great or great quarterbacks at Carolina. Um, I think his, you know, I think his numbers could be really good this year. And look, you know, if the Bears did not believe Justin Fields was the guy, they would have gone, they would have drafted Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. So I, I think this organization does believe in him that he could kind of do it. He's got to be, you know, it's, you know, yeah, you mentioned, um, the, the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter interceptions were not great. I think you know as well. You don't want to make him strictly pocket pass because again, his the legs are a great element for him. But I think they want him to be a little bit more of a pocket pass as well this year. You know the the line should be improved, which would help that out. I think the skill talent's a little bit better as well. They got the six easiest schedules um, to this year, so that 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 will help this team as and you know bring Tremaine Edwards and TJ and. T, um, Tremaine Ed, Edmonds and TJ Edwards, they bring them in. Yeah. yeah so, um, which I think is going to definitely help that defense that really had really struggled last year. Um, I, I still think this is, this is, they're going to finish fourth in this division, but I think the Bears are improved. I think it's a team, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like next year, I think this is a team that's going to be right there um, fighting for one of those wildcard spots. Oh, uh, yeah. And the thing about making fields up and uh, makes making is keeping fields being a runner. Yeah, you definitely want fields to still be a runner because that's that, that's the, that's the strength of his game. He had 21 total touchdowns and six picks in the last 10 games last year. So that's the strength of his game. But obviously, yes, he needs to be a better pocket passer if this team is going to get to where they want to get to. But we are going to move on to the NFC South and we are going to start with the team that made a pretty big acquisition in the offseason. It, it is the uh, New Orleans Saints. They signed uh, Derek Carr. And uh, I think this team wins this division. I don't think this is going to be a great team by any means because I don't love the coach. I think the coach has had a lot of losing seasons, like three or four losing seasons as a head coach. I don't love Dennis Allen as a head coach. And I, and I do think the defense is good, but they got a lot of their better players from their 30s. Cam Jordan, he's, he's, he's over 30 years old. Demario Davis, he's over 30 years old. Tyron Matthew, he's over 30 years old. They're, they're, but they, but the, for them, what they need is, and this didn't happen last year, they need Marshawn Lattimore to stay healthy. He missed 10 games last year, so they need Marshawn Lattimore to stay healthy. But I think this team is going to win their division, but I don't think they're going to be as good as people think because of the age of some of their guys on defense. I don't think their defense will be as good as people think. Their offensive line is still very shaky ever since Tyron Armstead has left. I like Ryan Ramchak, but the rest of the line is very shaky. And they're going to have Alvin Kamara out for three games. I know they got Jamal Williams coming in, but they got Alvin Kamara out for three games. And Derek Carr, everybody thinks Derek Carr is going to be is, is this, you know, really good quarterback. Let's let's not forget last year, Derek Carr only won six games with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. I know his defense wasn't that good, but he only won six games with Devontae uh, with Devontae Adams and, De- and, and and Josh Jacobs. So I think the Saints win this division, but I think they win it at nine and eight. I don't think they're a great team, but they are the best, they are the best team in the worst division in football. Justin, what do you got the Saints doing this year? Yeah, I got them winning the division as well, going 10 and 7. Yeah, they got the easiest schedule in football. You know, they should be able to take care of business. You know, Carr, I think, you know, he's got a young receiver, Chris Olave. Can Michael Thomas stay on the field this year? You mentioned, you know, Kamara's going to miss, you know, his suspension. He's going to miss the first three games of the year. So I think this Saints team, I think they should be able to win this division. I like the draft pick of um, Brian Breesey. You know, he's a former number one overall um, recruit coming to high school. And he just, you know, his problem was just um, a couple injuries, kind of had some. Um, you know, other kind of 
you know, um, personal kind of issues that had to be taken taken care of. So I, I think he's somebody that's got a lot of potential. Um, and I like that get getting him late for first round. I think he can make a difference on that defensive line. Um, you know, I like um Kendrick Miller as well. They thought he was a nice running, nice pick at the running back position. So I like the same team. I think they should be able to win the vision. I think Carr going to a new spot, I think it's gonna be good for him because I, I think McDaniel's kind of held the playbook back for him last year. And I think that was kind of part of it. And I don't think Carr and McDaniels had a very good relationship last year. And I, I think that was uh part of why there, there was a struggle there. Yeah, that, that, that definitely could have been, yeah, definitely could have been a reason, but I just don't think Derek Carr is, I think he's good, but he's not a top quarterback. He's never won a playoff game. As and I just said, he only won six games last year with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, and they blew a lot of leads. And I know it's on the defense, but that's also on him. But as I said earlier, though, the saints are the best of the worst. And I do think they, they win this division. Now we will move on to the Atlanta Falcons. And for me, the Atlanta Falcons need to get in touch, need, need to get in touch with reality. Okay. Listen, this is no offense to B. John Robinson. I think he's a great player, and I think he'd be a great player in the NFL. But when your team is 21st, 21st in sacks, it's one no, no, no. They only had 21 sacks last year, 31st in, in the league in sacks. And you have a guy like Jalen Carter who played in your own backyard sitting there, but no, you draft B. John Robinson when you have a running back that ran for over a thousand yards. Now, I think this team will succeed against teams that can't stop the run and, and they could and they and teams they could run all over. But the problem with this team is, is can they make comebacks late in games and can they stop teams late in games, seeing the fact they have a they do not have they don't they're not they don't have great edge rushers and they and they have trouble getting sacks. So I think this Falcons team, I think I got them going seven and ten. I think for the third straight year, Arthur Smith Arthur Smith goes seven and ten. Because honestly, I think Arthur Smith, I don't mind him as a head coach, but I think he needs to be in touch with reality. He's got to realize in this league, you need receivers and you need edge rushers to win football games, not another running back. You have two back. Yeah, I know you have two great running backs, but I'm sorry. In 2023, great running backs do not win games in this league. They help you win games. They don't win games. And being a run first team like this, I don't think it's going to help the Falcons. They also have a major question mark at quarterback. So I got them finishing in second, going seven and 10. Justin, what do you got the Falcons doing this year? I have them nine and eight finishing second. I think wow. it helps. I think it helps playing this division. I'm with you. Like they want to be a run first team, which is great. And I think they take advantage of that in this division. But yeah, like Desmond Ritter did not look great during preseason. I do worry about that. You, know, you got to worry about I, that. And, you know, you yeah. got you got a coach like Arthur Smith being better than Brian Dayball this year. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be sure. Again, I think the Giants are in this division. They win this thing by a couple games. I just oh, – I think they gotcha, take advantage gotcha. of playing Tampa and Carolina, and they could get four victories right there. And they have the second easiest schedule in all of the uh, – in, in the sport. So, yeah, you know, I like what they did on defense. You know, they, uh, they brought in Clayus Campbell. They – you know, they got – Jeff Okoda uh, uh, and Juno Smith, tight end spot. Um, you know, I and you know, so I, I think defense would be a little bit better. You know, again, could you know, and could they get like Kyle Pitts more involved offensively? Like they, they really, I feel like didn't last year. Um, but I like they had the cast base open. They went out and spent it. You know, B. John Robinson. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a terrific running back. They got him and Tyler Gier and. For what they want to do, it makes sense. But yeah, I'm with you. Like there was more, there were other needs out there that would have helped your team even more. Um, but I, I think Atlanta goes nine and eight, and I think mostly it's 
it is because it's division and they do pick off. They get a couple of kind of free victories. All righty. So now moving on to the Panthers and Bryce Young takes over in his first year. You got a new coach in Frank, Wright. I think this is a bad team that's going to break in a young quarterback. I don't mind the defense. I like some of the pieces on defense. I like the fact they got Brian Burns, Justin Houston. They, they added him. They got, they got Shaq Thompson. Uh, they, they got J.C. Horn. I, 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 like some of the, I like some of the pieces on defense. The issue is they lost D.J. Moore. And, again, this is, a, this is a team that has a shaky offensive line, and it's a team that's going to be breaking in a young quarterback. That's why I got the Panthers finishing 5-12, and 12, finishing in third in the, in the NFC South. Justin, what do you got the Panthers doing? Yeah, I got the Panthers finishing fourth in this division. Um, yeah, I think there's some growing pain that are going to happen for this team. You know, Adam Thielen didn't, wasn't great last year with Minnesota, but maybe – comes in new weapon here for uh, Bryce Young. You know, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, I kind of like that backfield. And, you know, after the Fed fired Matt Rule, they did finish six and six. You know, they, they did play better down the stretch there. Um, you know, I think they got a young defense that's that's got some talent on there. Um, you know, but I just, you know, I don't – I think with Bryce Young, I think, that you know, we've talked about it, that offensive line I just think is going to – you know, I think that's going to be problematic for this for uh, Bryce Young and that offense, and I think they're going to have. I think they're going to struggle really early on there. Um, but I, I think Carolina, they got some. They have some young talent, and I right now, if Bryce, if, if Bryce Young could somehow kind of put it all together and have a rookie year like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, they could win the division. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, you know, you, know, you never say, you never say never, you know. Or, so I think Panthers maybe a couple years away still um, from really kind of competing, but we'll, we'll we'll see how Bryce Young does um, his rookie year. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think they're a year or two away from competing, but they are on the right track with Frank Wright and Bryce Young, in my opinion. Now we will move on to the Bucks, and I got them finishing in last place. I can't stand the head coach. The head coach is terrible. I think Baker Mayfield is going to struggle with the with a bad running game because when he played well, he had a really good running game and a really good offensive line. That's the opposite of what he has in Tampa. He does have good receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but I do think Baker's going to struggle. And the defense isn't. It's still decent, but they got Shaq Basin, Shaq, uh, Shaq Bear coming off a, coming off a torn Achilles. Uh, Levante David's getting up there in age, so. I think this Buccaneers team is the worst in the division. I think they finished four and 13 and this will be the end of Baker Mayfield being a starting quarterback anywhere in the NFL. And this will be the last year Todd Bowles will ever be a head coach in the NFL. Justin, what do you got the Bucs doing this year? Yeah, I got them six and 11 as well. I mean, I have them six and 11 fishing in tied, tied in third with Carolina. Um, but yeah, you know, Baker, I think things go south quickly. Could we see Kyle Trask in the start? You know, they, you know, have 40 or 74 million in uh, dead cash bait this year. They got some town offensively, Godwin and Mike Evans, but could they both play 17 games? I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, Baker needs that running game to be successful. I think that's going to be a struggle. Um, you know, they their offensive line, you know, was not great either last year. So I think this Bucks team does go six and eleven, you know, and I think defense might be able to keep them some games, but just not enough. And yeah, Tampa, um, yeah, they, they got a rebuild coming for him. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. So we will move on to the NFC West and the 49ers. And I got this team uh, winning this, obviously winning this division. I think this team has the best roster in the NFC. We'll see what happens with 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 with, with Nick Bowes in that situation. But with if Nick Bowes is on this defense, this is clearly the best defense in football with him and Dre Greenlaw and and Fred Warner and Tua and uh, Hua Funga. 
and Tredavious Ward. I think this defense is the best in the league. And and I, and I even though and I like this offense too. Brock Purdy. I don't think I don't think he's a great quarterback, but he's he's he's, he's never the only loss he had was that NFC Championship game where he got knocked out in the first quarter against the Eagles. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously one of the top running backs in the league, got to stay healthy. He has missed a lot of games over the last three years. That's that's a big thing. But they also have two really good receivers, Brandon Ayuk and uh, and uh, Debo Samuel. The question mark with this offense is the offensive line. The offensive line lost Mike McGlinchey. Uh, Trent Williams, he's great, been outstanding for this team, but he's definitely getting up there in age. So that is a little bit of a question. That's the biggest question mark with this team, I think, is the offensive line. But if this team's running the football well and they're playing good defense, they're going to be very, very hard to beat. And that's why I got them winning the division and finishing 14-3. and Justin, what do you got the Niners doing this year? I have them right now 11-6. I do have the concerns right now that um, most is not around. And, you know, Brock Purdy had a really nice year, you know, he was undefeated up until that NFC Championship game. But can he really be the guy? I know Kyle Shannon does a really good job of kind of molding guys that he likes. But I do have a little – I do question that a little bit with Brock Purdy. Again, he was Mr. Irrelevant, you know. Um, but, you know, and, yeah, can McCaffrey play all 17 games? He's been very banged up. I expect that offense to be able to put up points. Um, you know, I as you mentioned, I like some of the defensive signs they had with Javon Hargraves, you know, Mike Michael and she, um, you know, they, um, you know, so I, I think, you know, and D'Amico Ryan has gone out. He's the head coach of the Houston Texans. So how's that kind of, you know, how, you know, how do they do with a new um, defense coordinator? They're right there. You know, George Kettle is still one of the best tight ends out there. Um, so I, I, you know, I think this Niners team's right there. I think they're going to contend with the Eagles for that NFC title. And I do have the, the Niners that you're going 11, six when the NFC uh, West. All righty, so we'll move on to the Seahawks. And the biggest question is going to be is, what Geno Smith are we going to see? Are we going to see the Geno Smith uh, the years before he got to Seattle, or are we going to see the Geno Smith of last year? That's the big question, because they got some good weapons with Tyler Lockett, a DK Metcalf, and Jackson. They drafted Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, and then on defense, I like the addition of bringing back Bobby Wagner on that defense. Got a really good secondary with Tariq Wollin. And uh, they drafted Devin Witherspoon. Jamal Adams is coming back. They got Quandre Diggs. So I really like the secondary there. The only issue with them and why I think they're going to finish in second place is the run defense. I think the run defense, even with the additional Wagner, is still going to struggle. I still think San Francisco is going to run the ball all over them like they did last year. And that's why I got this team. I think they're going to be a playoff team, but I don't have them winning. Uh, still, this is, I think this is going to be a playoff team. But this again, this isn't a team I have on the Niners or Eagles level because of their inability to stop the run on defense. I got the Seahawks finishing, though, 11-6. and six. I do have Geno Smith have another good year. I got him finished at 11-6, finishing in second in the division. Justin, what do you got the Seahawks doing? I got it going on eight this year, finishing second in this division. You know, Geno Smith, yeah, it was a great story last year. Um, you know, it looked like so far it looked like the Seahawks kind of knew what they were doing when they tra- traded Russell Wilson. You know, we'll see if he can be able to do it. You know, Smith and Jigba, um, you know, had a, had a really nice guy. I know he's going he's to miss some time here early on. Um, but I think it's be an awesome third wide receiver for this football team. Yeah, you know, defensively, they just gave up a ton of big plays last year. And, you know, I'm still not that high in the defense this year. Yeah, maybe a little bit better. They bring back Bobby Wagner, but I know he's up there in age. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll see what they got. We'll, we'll see what they – we'll see how Seattle's defense kind of improves this year. I think the offense can put up some points. And um, I do have them missing out. I have them losing the tiebreaker with – no, actually, I'll, well, I know actually I'll kind of save that for Seattle, but I do have them nine and eight. And um, I think Geno Smith still has a pretty good year and then often scores a lot of points. I just think the defense is kind of the kryptonite this year. 
Yes, it probably, it, that, would be, uh, that would be, if they don't make the playoffs, that would be the reason why. Now we'll move on to the Rams, and I think the Rams roster right now is the, I know they got Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, and still they still have Matthew Stafford, but Matthew Stafford's old, and I don't think he's that good of a quarterback anymore. And I think, honestly, with all the, with all the players they've lost, the Rams have the second worst roster in football to the Cardinals, and that's why I got them going 3-14, and 14, and I got them finishing, finishing in third because of, they get, they're of, they get the worst team in football in their division. But I got them finishing third, going 3-14, and 14, and there is a good chance that Caleb Williams could be a Ram next year. Yeah, again, 6-11. and 11, The injuries had a huge effect on this team last year. You know, they, they as we know, they have a ton of draft capital. They don't have a ton of depth right now. Again, if those guys, if the Donalds, Matthew Stafford, Connor Cooper Cup stay healthy, yeah, I could see this team winning some games. Mike LaFleur comes in as DOC. Um, but I think depth's a big question mark with this with this with this team right now um you know some of those young pass rushers i think could help out you know if they can get to the quarterback i think it helps aaron donald maybe doesn't get double teamed every single play um but yeah the rams right now they sold their soul for that super bowl and they're kind of paying right now for that rebuild absolutely and now we will go to the cardinals and this is the worst team in football the worst roster in football there's a good chance kyler murray is going to be out the first four games there's probably a chance that kyler may not even play this year this might be joshua dobbs and clayton toon starting the whole season this team is terrible this roster outside of buddha baker is absolutely and, and maybe hollywood brown is absolutely terrible i got this team it's gonna be a very rough first year for jonathan gannon i got him going two and 15 finishing in last place justin i assume you, you got the same yeah i can't remember a team this trying to tank this hard um, in the NFL because, yeah, like releasing Cole McCoy, who has one game in the NFL, um, pretty much just shows you that this team ain't trying to win it all and they want Caleb Williams. And they're probably hoping, too, that they can get Marvin Harrison Jr. with that Texans pick. So they're probably trying to hopefully get the two of those. Um, but, yeah, you know, they did not – they had a ton of cast base. They never used it. So, yeah, this Cardinals team, this is a horrible roster. They got a long kind of road ahead of them here and, you know, Two years ago, they made the playoffs. We kind of think maybe maybe the future is bright for this team, and it has not. And that Murray contract is just that that thing is that that thing's awful. And I don't know what team out there is going to be that desperate to go out and uh, and go out and get Kyle Murray this offseason. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there with Kyler Murray. That'll be that'll be very interesting when that when that happens. But we'll move on to the AFC East and. For all, all offseason long, I thought the Bills were going to win this division. Bills were going to win this division. Bills were going to win this division. I saw them play in preseason against the Steelers. Now Von Miller is uh, is going to be on the pup list. So I am going to do it. I am going to go with the New York Jets to win the to win the AFC East at 12-5. and five. They got the addition of Dalvin Cook. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is there. The defense is one of the best in football. Garrett Wilson, one of the top wide receivers in the game. Uh, the offensive line, yes, it is a concern, but if Becton and Vieira Tucker play well, this offensive line will be, I think, will be fine. Uh, so, so I got the Jets win. I think with the addition of Rodgers, the addition of Dalvin Cook, with Garrett Wilson, with Sauce Gardner, one of the best corners in the league, I got the Jets winning the AFC East at 12 and 5. Justin, what do you got the Jets doing this year? I got them 10 and 7. You know, I, I do worry about that early season schedule there. I know they look. Really good on that first drive last week. That was on it. There, you know, I was at the Met game Saturday night. Of course, that they did have that drive on the uh, big stream before the game. Oh, really? Um, lot, yes, a lot of cheers for Rogers' first touchdown. Um, but look, you know, are we sold that Robert Sala is a good coach? Like, we're really gonna find out. They blew some games last year, and he even admitted it that that he did. You know, I'm not sold on him. And Father Time catches up with everybody. You know, we kind of saw last year a little bit of Rogers. I know the thumb injury. Um, look, it's all going to be good. 
I expect the Jets to make the playoffs, but I just worry early on the chemistry wise. We talked about a couple of weeks. We saw that Bucks team when Brady went down there to Tampa Bay. It took them to that Monday night game to kind of figure out the offense. And I think that may be the case here with the Jets. And I think that's why they finished in second in this division. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They're very, very interesting to see what happens. Now we move on to the Bills. And for me, yes, the Bills have owned the AFCs the last three years. Uh, they have been uh, they, they've been the they've been the best team in the AFCs the last three years, winning the division the last three years. My issue with the Bills, obviously, Von Miller uh, sitting the first four games, and they do play the Jets on opening night, and and uh, the issues between Diggs and Allen. I don't think those are completely fixed. I do think the running game will be improved with Damian Harris there, and when James Cook, the running game will be great, but it'll be improved. Offensive line still a little bit shaky there. Defense is really good with Tredavious, right? They did lose Tremaine Edmonds. They got Matt, still Matt Milano. They got Leonard Floyd. I think this is still a Super Bowl contender, but I don't think this team wins the division again. I ha- I got them going 11-6 and six and finishing in second place. Justin, what do you got the Bills doing? I got the same record, but win the division going 11-6. You know, yeah, the, we've talked about the last couple of weeks. Things are sh- shaky here with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I do worry about that a little bit. And, yeah, you know, Damian Harris, you know, their ability to kind of run the football, I think is going to help that out a bit. Um, but last couple of years, they've kind of had that midseason funk. You know, whole field's advance, it's huge in the AFC. They may, they're probably, I don't think they're going to get that this year. Um, but again, I still think even if Dix and Allen stuff isn't great, I think Josh Allen's still going to put up some numbers. I think that team's still going to find a way to win the, to, to win the division. But that, 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 um, Super Bowl window, we thought, you know, finally Josh Allen and the Bills can kind of do it. That that window is starting to kind of close earlier than we thought. So I think it's a huge year for the Bills. And, um, you know, I, I'm a little worried about the team, but I think they find a way to win the division. Uh, it's going to be gonna be close between them and the Jets. I got the Jets. You got the Bills. We'll see what ends up happening there. Now moving on to the Dolphins. And the Dolphins got the talent to win the division. My problem with the Dolphins is the Dolphins have a major issue staying healthy. Tua has had a major issue staying healthy. Teron Armstead has had a major issue staying healthy. Jalen Ramsey is going to be sitting out for, for, for the, for the, probably at the beginning of the season. But And they have the worst coach in the division. I, th- I think that Mike McDaniel is the worst coach in the division, seeing his record without Tua and watching some of his press conferences. I think he's a good coach for Tua. I don't know if he's a great coach leading Matt. I thought Brian Flores was a better overall head coach than Mike McDaniel. So I think this team, yeah, they'll win their games because they got talent on offense with Waddle, with Tyreek Hill, and with Tua. I think they got some talent on defense too. Christian Wilkins. I think David Long was a good addition. This team has the talent to win the division. The problem is I don't know about the coaching and I don't know about them staying healthy. That's why I got them finishing nine and eight, finishing in third in the AFC East. Justin, what do you got the Dolphins doing this year? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm nine and eight in this division, finishing third. Yeah, it's Tua. Can he stay healthy? Hopefully he can. Um, You know, but offensive line, that's going to be huge. And yeah, you mentioned Armstead's been a guy that's missed a lot of time as well. And that's one of the better offensive linemen. So, you know, I expect them to run the football a little bit better than they did last year. Um, you know, they bring in Vic Vangio on the defense. So it feels like the last couple of years, the Dolphins have blitzed a ton. I don't think they're going to do that as much this year. Uh, but I think the Dolphins team, I'm with you. They have enough talent to win this division. I just don't think they will. I think there's some, yeah, you mentioned there's question marks here with, uh, you know, with Tua and, some of the other injury bugs here, especially in with Jalen Ramsey too. So I think that's why Dolphins finished nine and eight here. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of seems like that's the perfect spot for the Dolphins. Nine and eight. They've been nine and eight the last two years, and I think they're going to go. I think we're and we both think they're going to go nine and eight this year. Now we will move on to your team, the Patriots. And for me, I think yes, Bill O'Brien comes in. I think that'll improve the offense a little bit. 
Uh, I think the running game will be good with Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. This team will play well against teams they could run the football against and against young quarterbacks that Bill Belichick has, does a good job against. Where this team will sh- struggle this year is against is in games where Mac Jones has got to play, has got to keep up with the quarterback because Bill Belichick is not shutting down – this past team is not shutting down Patrick Mahomes. They're not shutting down Josh, Josh Allen. They're probably not going to shut down Jalen Hurts. They're probably not going to shut down – a tool when he's healthy. They're probably not they probably not gonna shut down Dak Prescott. I don't think they're gonna shut down the top quarterbacks in the league this year. So I think in those games will be the games where the Pats struggle. I think in a loaded AFC, the Pats don't have enough talent and the quarterback is still a question mark. The offensive line is still a question mark. I think the defense is good, but they only beat one quarterback last year that is an active starter this year, and that is Jared Goff. So I got the Pats finishing in last place. I got them finishing seven and ten and finishing in the basement of the AFCs. Justin, what do you think your team's going to do this year? Yeah, I got me in on it as well. I got to finish in last, and, you know, the one quarterback they beat that last year, we did shut out the Lions. It was 39. You did shut out Jared Goff. You did shut out Jared Goff, yeah. Yeah. We did. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, but, yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. You know, they they got the second toughest schedule in the league, um, and that's going to be a – problem with this offense and you mentioned all the great quarterbacks they're going to play this year they don't have the offensive firepower to keep up and I know they just signed Malik Cunningham back in the practice squad I'm kind of hoping they use him as a gadget type guy just because we could use the creativity in this offense this year the defense was second to takeaways last year you know Judon's been an awesome signing kind of the really only you know Hunter Henry's been a decent tight end as well but that a couple years ago when Bill went to go spend all that money Judon Henry been kind of the two good ones um, the offensive line still a question mark. Like last year, you, you got rid of Shaq Mason, who, you know, for a fifth, sixth round pick, who had a nice year in Tampa Bay. I know he's in Houston now, but like that's a guy you could have used up front last year. Um, you know, and I think Max Coffin's going to come back with Bill Bryan coming in here now. Um, you know, again, weapons still aren't great, but I still think this team could be a little bit there. You know, I think the offense is going to be better. Again, for Mac. The only place to go is up. Like, he can't, you know, like, he's ranked a lot of people have him around 27. He really can't get any worse than that. So, the only the only way he can go is up. And that's kind of where I'm looking at this. And hopefully, you know, he can get – hopefully the things won't improve for him this year. Hopefully, Bill O'Brien, the confidence is going to come back this year. And I think the offense is a little bit better. But, again, in a loaded AFC, especially in, in the division, I just – I don't see this team being able to finish over 500. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. And I think this probably will be the last year for at least for Belichick, at least as a GM. We'll see what happens with him as a head coach. But I think this will be the this seven and ten season will result in him not being the general manager anymore. But we're going to move on to the AFC North and the Cincinnati Bengals. And to me, they are the class of the division. They are the class of the division. I know Joe Burrow's banged up, and he should be healthy. In, uh, in in for week one, I think they win this division at twelve and five. I love their passing game with him and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and the offensive line should be improved with Orlando Brown. And the defensive side of the ball, they're good enough. With with Logan Wilson and with Trey Hendrickson, I think the, the defense is good enough. That's why I got the Bengals winning the North at 12-5. and five. Justin, what do you got the Bengals doing this year? Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I got them 12-5, um, you know, as well, winning this division. Yeah, you know, the running game's got to be improved. You know, they only averaged 95 yards a game last year. That's got to be better. Orlando Brown, yeah, was a really nice addition there to the offensive line. Um, you know, they, they, uh, 
once, you know, they're two starting safeties and those two guys had eight of their 13 interceptions last year. Um, do worry a little bit about that, but with Joe Burrow and that offense, they're going to put up a lot of points. We know that. And I think this Bengals team, even though it's a really good division, probably the best in football, I still think the, the Bengals find a way they go 12 and five and win the division. It, uh, so we are going to move on to the Steelers and I love the way the Pittsburgh Steelers played in the preseason. I love the way they looked great in the preseason. Their uh, their Kenny Pickett looked really, really good. Their defense looked really good as well. And I think they're going to have a good year. I think this team is going to make the playoffs and Kenny Pickett's going to have a really, really good year. He only had one, one interception in his last eight starts last year. George Pickens, I think emerges. I think the offensive line's a little bit better. I obviously they got Najee Harris back there. So I think their offense is definitely a better offense than it was the year before. And I think their defense, if TJ Watt can stay healthy, I think their defense is better. You got a guy like Alex Highsmith who had 14 and a half sacks. 11 of the half of those sacks came when TJ Watt was on the field. And the, and the team was eight and two when TJ Watt played last year. So with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cameron Hayward, Mika Fitzpatrick, you got Joey Porter's son now playing corner. I think the Steelers defense is going to be really good as well. I got them finishing 11 and six and getting to the playoffs and finishing in second in the AFC North. Justin, what do you got the Steelers doing? I got them going third in the uh, third in division, finishing ten and seven. Yeah, you know, again, it's time we stopped uh, doubting Mike Tomlin and you know his work in that organization and what they do. They always put a winning product on that field. Um, yeah, they finished seven and two after their bye last year. They played a lot better down the stretch. You know, yeah, Kenny Pickett looked really good, really improved um, so far in preseason. Um, you know, yeah, TJ Watt, if you could say hope with that defense, they're going to, you know, they're going to be in a lot of games. Yeah, George Pickens, Darnell Washington, um, who they picked up at the tight end position. They got Pat Fryermuth as well at the tight end position. I really like the Steelers team. Again, probably before the preseason, I thought this team would be like 8-9, and nine, but now I'm like 10-7. Yeah, um, this offense has looked a lot better, and they should be a lot better. Matt Canada of the OC, I know. A lot of pressure to make this offense um, – He's got to do a good job with this offense because I know he's he's on the hot seat right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Big year for him in Pittsburgh. Now we move on to Baltimore, and Baltimore obviously brought back Lamar Jackson. They brought in Odell Beckham. They drafted Zay Flowers. And uh, and uh, and so I think this team can – I think this team can be better than I think they're going to be. I think they're going to go finish in third, finish 10-7. and seven, But that's that's because I get I worry about Lamar Jackson's health. I worry about OBJ's health. Uh, and I, and Merlin Humphrey is probably going to miss some time to start the year too. So I worry about that, but this defense definitely played a lot better last year when, when Roquan Smith was back. I, I got a little bit of question with their edge rushers with the Jabu and Ofe, uh, and they did lose Calais Campbell, but I do think this is going to be a playoff team. I think Lamar Jackson has could potentially have a really, really good year with the receivers he have has. And I think this team could be even better than 10 and seven, but I got this team going to the playoffs, getting the last playoff spot and finishing 10 and seven. Yeah, I get the Ravens finish the second going 11-6. Um, you know, we'll see how the defense improves this year. Yeah, the secondary, no, I know there's a lot of injuries there last year. I like Todd Monkey coming in as the OC. He was at Georgia last year, and, um, you know, his brother's the head coach at Army, um, and we know they kind of run the triple option, so maybe it's some interesting stuff there that they kind of put a wrinkle on. But, look, you know, they were able to keep Lamar Jackson. I like having Odell Beckham and coming in as, as a wide receiver. And um, Zay Flowers as well. I thought, you know, he had a really nice preseason. Well, you know, their first round pick, I think he'd be really exciting um, wide receiver. They got some young ones there. Maybe he's the one that could kind of step up for Lamar this year. Um, you know, Harbaugh's always got a really good team. They they always do a great job. I expect this Ravens team to be better than last year. And, um, you know, as long as they stay healthy, I think that's a team that, that um, 
that's going to be right there yet again, like always. We'll move on to the Cleveland Browns. And uh, I think, I think Deshaun Watson will obviously have a better year. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be closer to what he was with the Texans than he was his six games he played in with the Browns. I like the offensive line. I like the running game with Nick Chubb. I like the receivers with Amari Cooper and they added Elijah Moore. The issue with this team is I do like the pass defense. I think the defense will be better because it'll be a more aggressive defense with Jim Schwartz. But the issue is, is this defense stopping the run? This defense had a lot of issues stopping the run last year. I think they'll be better at doing it this year, but I still think they're going to struggle there. And I think this, this team it has probably the worst. I know their roster is pretty good, but I still think it's the worst roster in the division and obviously the worst coach with Kevin Stefanski. So I got this team uh, missing the playoffs and finishing nine and eight. Justin, what do you got the Browns doing this year? I had him going 7-10, finishing fourth. I'm not – I haven't liked what I've heard out of Deshaun Watson. But, look, that's what happened. You missed two years of your prime. And, of course, that's by his own doing. So, I, I'm i kind of worried about this Browns team right now. Um, he hasn't been very accurate. You know, I've read that, you know, it's – you know, at, at times he has struggled um, completing consecutive passes. So, look, they still got one of the best running backs in Nick Chubb. They still got a phenomenal um, offensive line. So, maybe – things come together. Um, but yeah, I thought that defense last year was going to be a lot better than it was. They really struggled in that area. You know, Darius Smith comes in, you know, who had 10 sacks last year for Minnesota. Uh, maybe he could help out that offense. You know, they got, they bought low in Elijah Moore, who, you know, was a big kind of um, second round or yeah, second round um, pick a couple years ago. Maybe they could find something in him, but this Browns team, again, they, they do have talent. I just – I'm not very high right now what I'm hearing from Deshaun Watson. He didn't play great last year when he was uh, reinstated. So, I, I worry right now about Watson and, and the Browns. Moving on to the AFC South, and we we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I think are going to have a really good year this year. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to pick up right where he left off last year. I really like the uh, Calvin Ridley addition. I like uh, Travis Etienne in the backfield. Their defense is – Decent, but it's good enough to win games with, especially in this division, with with Josh Allen, with uh, Foster Oluwakam, with Tyson Campbell. So I do think this defense is good enough to win games with. The concern for this team is the offensive line because Cam Robinson is going to be missing the first four games of the season. But I think they'll, they will weather that storm, and I think they win this division at 13-4. and four. Justin, what do you got the Jags doing? Yeah, I give them 12-5. And, you know, a lot of expectations now for the Jaguars and in uh, Lawrence's final nine regular season or- regular season games last year he threw for over 2,000 yards his completion percent was just under 70 percent he had 15 touchdowns to two INTs so he played a lot better you know towards in the second half of the year you know Christian Kirk kind of thought maybe they spent too much on him but he was kind of the perfect um fit there for for Lawrence and Jacksonville you know and, and Trevor Lawrence could be the first Jag ever to get like an MVP, MVP vote this year um I'm really high in the Jags Doug Peterson did a great job with this roster last year um, I think Jacksonville should be able to win this division by a few games. Moving on to the Titans. They did sign DeAndre Hopkins, but I think the issue with the Titans is their offensive line is not good, even though they got Skaranski in the draft. And their quarterback is average to below average. I don't like Ryan Tannehill right now. Jarek Henry is still one of the best running backs in football. Their defense is good, but they struggle at corner. Uh, they struggle getting to, getting to the quarterback. Harold Landry coming off an ACL. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons is a beast, but their defense is – average to above average. So and I like Mike Vrabel, but with the issues with the quarterback and the offensive line, I got this team finishing eight and nine, finishing in second in the division. Justin, what do you got the Titans doing? Yeah, I got them going seven to 10. Um, you know, Hopkins, yeah, it's nice to bring in a wide receiver to help Tannehill, but yeah, like how, how long is Tannehill really going to be the starter here? Um, if things go south, Derek Henry, still one of the great, great running backs. Um, you know, the old line wasn't great. 
the defense with Mike Vrabel, I think they're going to improve this year. And, you know, they, they, um, they did a really good, um, they did a really good job last year stopping the run. I think they could, you know, I, I think again, they'll, they'll be pretty good stopping the run, but again, they had 23 guys in the last year and they are, IR, they had a ton of injuries. I think Mike Vrabel will steal them some games. So he's an excellent coach, but there's not a lot of talent in this roster. We got the Texans starting. We got two teams in the AFC South starting rookie quarterbacks. We'll start with the Texans. And uh, I think, again, I know this team made some moves in the offseason. They got Shaq. They got Shaq Mason. They went out and drafted the trade up to get Will Anderson. They got Jimmy Ward. They got Dalton Schultz. But this is another bad team that is breaking in a young quarterback. I think C.J. Stroud. It's going to struggle, but the good the good part of the Texans is they're finally on the right track. I do think they finished five and twelve and finished in third in the division. But the good part about them is is the good part about them now is they're finally on the right track. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think you know Demarco Ryan's. I think he's going to do a good job here. Still very young, you know. I think Stroud's got some high upside. They got Will Anderson as well, so um, we'll see. I think you know Texans. Yeah, I'm with you. They're going the right direction. They're still a couple years away. Um, yeah, this may be a tough year. They don't have their tickets going to Arizona, but I do like, um, do like the, I think the future is a little bit brighter in Houston right now. Absolutely. 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 Moving on to another team that'll be starting a rookie quarterback and that will be the Colts with Anthony Richardson. And, uh, I don't get the fact they haven't signed Jonathan Taylor, but it's good that again, this team is finally, is finally not playing quarterback roulette anymore. They have a guy that they're pushing forward with and Anthony Richardson. Yes. He's going to struggle this year. Yes. He's going to have issues this year, but at least they have a guy they're they're moving, they're pushing forward with. I don't mind their defense. I mean, I think DeForest Buckner and Shaq Leonard will be back, so those guys are really good. But and Quetty Pay has got to have a better year if he wants to have a future in Indy. But the, the main thing for the Colts, they got a guy that they're pushing forward for the future, which they have not uh, ever since Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, I think for the Colts, yeah, it's been a revolving door for them for the last you know couple of years. Um, you know, I think the Colts have some talent. Shaq Leonard coming back from back surgery. You know, I think Pittman could have a nice bounce back year. Um, you know, Alex Pierce at times kind of showed that he can be a reliable wide receiver at this level. You know, Andy Richardson going to go through some growing pains this year. Um, you know, he's only had he only had 13 career starts in college. So, you know, it, it's going to be a big learning experience for him. Um, but again, I think, you know, they figure out the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I think the future is a little bit brighter in Houston. I mean, in Indianapolis, but, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the progress made with Anthony Richardson, you know, as the year goes on. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now the last division, the AFC West, and we'll start with the Chiefs, uh, the defending Super Bowl champs. I think they might struggle a little bit early in some of their early games against Jacksonville, the Jets, if they don't have Chris Jones. So I can see them struggling early. I know they, they lost some pieces with – they lost Orlando Brown. And, they, and, and, and I know – so I know and, and I know they've lost some pieces. And I, and I know uh, – they lost Juju Smith-Schuster, but look at who's behind center, number 15. And as long as number 15 is there, they're going to be a great team. If that won't change this year, I think they go 13-4 and four and they win their division pretty handedly because you like just like you didn't doubt number 12 for years, you don't doubt number 15. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the Chiefs as well win this division going 12-5. and five. You know, Kelsey's 30. You know, he's still one of the better tight ends, but he is out there. He's, getting, he's 34 now. You know, um, they did lose Juju, as you mentioned. He's in New England. Um, you know, they, they did have on uh, 55 sacks defensively last year, you know, but again, without Chris, Chris Jones there early on, um, that I think that'll definitely have an impact there on, on the defense. You know, the old line is, yeah, a couple of question marks there, you know, how good could they be? But yeah, with, with Patrick Mahomes by center, 
they're they're going to win a lot of games and they're they're going to win this division. Absolutely. Moving moving on to the Chargers, and yes, the Chargers have the talent to compete for a Super Bowl. The problem is they don't have the head coach. Guys cannot stay healthy on this team. Rashawn Slater has issues staying healthy. Joey Boza, we know he has issues staying healthy. Uh, Keenan Allen, yes, he's had, he's had issues staying healthy. Uh, and uh, Justin Herbert, I know he's really talented, but he's there's no way he's a top five quarterback. He blows a twenty, he blew a twenty seven nothing lead in the playoff game. I think this team will, will win, will win games and win more games than they lose. But I think this this team misses the playoffs, and this is the final year that Brendan Staley is the head coach of the Chargers. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Staley is done after this year. I got him ten and six, ten and seven this year. Yeah, you know they haven't won a title, division title since 09. You know they they uh, they've only won two wildcard games. You know since 09. Like it's um, it's been a struggle for them. Or you know they they have the talent here, but yeah, a lot of injuries. The defense, a lot of their kind of core guys defensively are about to turn 28. Um, and they have just with all the injuries last year, I think this team hangs around, but I just think the AFC is too loaded. I think Staley in a couple games, probably makes a couple of mistakes, cost them, cost them a game or two. And um, I think they're, uh, I, I think they, they um, do not end up making the playoffs this year. We will go to the Broncos who obviously who have Sean Payton as their new head coach. And the expectations for me with them is I think Russell Wilson will be better, but I just don't think at this point in his career, Russell Wilson's that good anymore. I really don't. I don't think he's a top, he's definitely not a top 10 quarterback. You could argue he's even a top 15 quarterback. I think Sean Payton will, it won't be an, the embarrassment it was last year, but I still think this team won't be that good. I think their defense is okay. Secondary, really good. Their offense, Jerry Judy, he's hurt again. You got Javante Williams coming off an ACL. I think this team misses the playoffs and goes nine and eight and finishes third in the division. Yeah, I'm with you. I think seven to ten. I think I'm with you, Wilson. I, I think he's on the downfall here. Um, I don't even know if Payton's going to be able to kind of figure figure out Wilson, kind of help him and get back to the, kind of the old Russell Wilson that we saw. That might go down as one of the worst trades in the NFL. Um, I like they added Frank Clark there on the defense. Their defense is still going to be solid. They're going to keep him a lot of games. I just again in this offense, I don't know how many points you're going to keep up and down. All those wide receivers. You know, they drafted a couple years ago abroad, and they just all have been hurt. It's unfortunate, too, because I had a couple – like a Jerry Judy, I think he's got a ton of talent, but just has not been able to stay on the football field. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, last, we will talk about the Raiders, and I think the – I know they got Jimmy Garoppolo won games in San Francisco, but the problem is here, he doesn't even have close to the defense he had in San Francisco. I know that um, Max Crosby is really good, but the problem is he's by far the best player on that defense. Their defense outside of the Cardinals is probably one of the worst in football. Garoppolo will put up numbers, I think, though, with Josh Jacobs. He'll put up numbers with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, but the problem is I don't think he's going to win many games. I got the Raiders finishing 5-12 and 12 and finishing in last in the AFC West. Yeah, I got him 6-11. You, know, you know, Jimmy G can stay healthy. Um, you know, good. I think they'll be able to put some points. But Aiden O'Connell, their backup, looked really good. He played a lot of football at Purdue. Um, you know, Devontae Adams kind of, you know, sounds like he – you know, eventually will he want out at some point? You know, they bring in Jacoby Myers from New England. You know, the defense only had 13 takeaways last year. You know, they, their, their defense, again, I think still going to struggle in the back end. Crosby's going to do all he can but um, to get pressure on the quarterback, but probably won't be enough. Yeah, I think the Raiders, because their offense, they will win some games, but it just won't be enough in a pretty good division. All right, so we will go to our playoff picks, and I'll start with mine in the wild card round. I got in the NFC, I got the Eagles beating the Cowboys. 
the number two seeded Eagles beating the seven seeded Cowboys, the three seeded Lions beating the six seeded Seahawks, and the five seeded Giants beating the four seeded Saints. Over in the AFC, I got the two seeded Chiefs beating the seven seeded Ravens, the three seeded uh, Jets beating the six seeded Bills, and the four seeded Bengals beating the five seeded Steelers. Now, in the divisional round in the NFC, I got the Giants getting back to the divisional round but losing to the Niners. I got the Eagles beating the Lions, so that's going to set up a rematch of the NFC Championship game between the Niners and the Eagles. I got the Jaguars, the number one seed. At 13-4, and four, I got the Jaguars, the number one seed, beating the Bengals at home in the divisional round. I got the Chiefs beating Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So that's going to, so it's going to set up a Chiefs-Jaguars AFC title game and a, nine, a rematch between the Niners and Eagles. So in the AFC Championship game, I got the Chiefs beating the Jaguars, and I got the Niners beating the Eagles, setting up a rematch of – Super Bowl 54 in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Justin, what are your playoff picks? Um, turn over the NFC. My, I got two-seeded San Francisco 49ers beating the seven-seed Minnesota Vikings. And then I got the three-seeded uh, New Orleans Saints knocking off the Atlanta Falcons. And then I got the four-seeded um, – yeah, I got the four-seeded Lions over the number five-seed Dallas Cowboys. And the AFC, I, you know, I'm going to there and Rodgers and the Jets to uh, get a playoff one over the two-seeded Bengals. And then I got the Jaguars knocking off the six-seeded uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And then I got the Ravens going up to Buffalo. And I think, yet again, the Bills lose a home playoff game. And uh, the Ravens knock them off in advance. And then over my divisional round, I have the one-seeded Kansas City Chiefs knocking off the seven-seeded um, New York Jets. And then I got the three-seeded Jacksonville Jaguars over the Baltimore Ravens, the five-seed. Then I got the Eagles, the number one-seeded Eagles, beating the four-seeded Lions. I got the two-seeded Niners knocking off the number three-seed uh, New Orleans Saints. And then in the kind of championship games, I got the Chiefs beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then the one-seeded Eagles in a rematch of last year, defeating yet again the Niners. So now it is time for our Super Bowl pick. And just like four years ago, I got the Niners and the Chiefs meeting up. And I got the same result. I got Patrick Mahomes winning his third Super Bowl and for the, and, and for the second time beating the 49ers. So I got the Chiefs winning their third Super Bowl in five years, being the 49ers. Justin, your Super Bowl pick. I got rematch of last year's, and this time around, I got the Philadelphia Eagles getting the Super Bowl over Kansas City and uh, this year in Vegas. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so if they very easily could beat, we very, very easily could beat Chiefs Niners or Chiefs Eagles. We'll see what happens. Should be a very, very interesting NFL season. But we got to move on to college football, and we got the first – week of the college football season. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEG's Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860 430 5397. 
Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So we got week one of the college football season this week, and it starts on Thursday night with Florida and Utah. And we all remember this was a great game last year when Anthony Richardson led the Gators on a, to a comeback win over the Utes. I think this is also a close game this year. Cam Rising may or may not play. I think this is a close game, but I do think the home team's going to win it close. I got the Utes winning 24-17, to but Justin, can Florida beat Utah for the second year in a row? I don't think so. I think it's unlikely that Cam Rising is going to play it sounds like he's not and their backups hurt as well. So I think it's going to come down to the um, Bryson Barnes who did play last year in that Rose bowl when rising went down with the 20 ACL. Uh, they also, the running back to uh, Jackson was the quarterback to start out with. And now he's, they're starting running back. I could see some wildcat stuff out of there, but I think Utah offensive defensive lines would be too tough for Florida. And, you know, you know, Utah hasn't lost a home game with, you know, um, they lost one home playoff, or they lost one home game during COVID in 2020, but with fans, they haven't lost home games since 2018. I'm not a big Graham Mertz guy. He's starting quarterback in Florida now after transferring in. I can't, I don't see Utah lose a second year in a row, even if Cam Ryan is hurt in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We got the noon game, and we got Dion in his opener against TCU. And I think I know Shaheem Sanders, the quarterback. I know Dion's there, but and I know TCU lost Quentin Johnson. I know they lost Max Duggan. They lost Andre Miller. But I still think they win this game. I still think they win this game big. Colorado won one game last year. TCU played in the national title game. I still think TCU wins this game. And I got them winning it big. I got them winning 41-17 over Colorado. But, but Justin, can Dion pull off a huge upset in his first game as Colorado head coach? Yeah, I don't think. It's going to be a long year for uh, Deion Sanders, that team. They don't have the depth. They're off in the line, defensive line. It's, I, it's I, I think, I think they could be like a five. I think it could be a five-six win team. You think so or no? I don't. No, I love. I don't. I know we don't usually give out bets, but I love the under uh, three and a half win total for Colorado. If they win four games, Deion Sanders should be getting co- Pac-12 Coach of the Year votes. I this there's no depth, and I think when guys go down, like you know the injuries, there I, I don't know how they're going to replace those guys. I think Shador Sanders is a great talent. I don't, you know, again their offensive line is not good at all. I don't know how, you know, I it, you know he's going to be running for his life, and Travis Hunter probably their best wide receiver cornerback. But again, with those two guys, those two guys are ultra talented. I just, you need more than two guys to make a football team. They got no depth and uh, so many transfers. And sometimes those guys, when you struggle early, those guys will check out. And again, he was talking yesterday. He doesn't care about culture. I, I think you need that in college football. So 
I think this experience, he's going to be a heck of a recruiter, but I've heard he's not a great X's and O's coach. We'll see. I think TCU went by a couple of scores. And Chandler Morris, now the TCU uh, starting quarterback, was a starter for getting hurt, and Max Duggan came in for him. So I think they'll be okay, even though they lost their OC Garrett Riley. I um, think they won by a couple of scores. We can stay in the West Coast. We got Boise State facing Washington. I think this is a big day for for uh, for for uh, Michael Penix. I think he has a big game, and I think Washington covers here. And I think they win by three scores. I got the Huskies winning forty-one to twenty over Boise State. But what does Boise State got to do to pull the big upset on Saturday? Boise State. I like their quarterback, uh, Taylor Green. Um, he's a really good dual threat guy, accurate passer. Uh, you know, I, and with Boise got nine guys back offensively. Um, I think they, you know, and I think they got a lot of talent in their, um, their leading rusher last year, George um, Holland's first team all Mountain West and that coach Andy, um, Avalos for Boise. He's 14 and one when their team goes for over 140 yards rushing. I don't know if they'll be able to make that number on Saturday, but I think they'll put up some points in this one. I think they'll keep it close. Them and Tulane, I would say are the best two teams in the group of five to kind of get that, um, you know, New Year's six bowl, bowl game. I got Washington to win this game 31 to 31 to 21, but Boise, I think starting to kind of come on the comeback here. And there's, you know, not like old Boise, but I, you know, I think, you know, they'll, they'll be around a top 25 team at some point this year. Got the battle of the Carolinas on Saturday night. I think the best game uh, I could outside of LSU and Florida state, it's the best game of the weekend. We got the two quarterbacks going at it. Drake may and Spencer Rattler. This is going to be a great game. I think both teams are going to be back and forth. It's going to be fun to watch. I think Drake may is a big game. I think Spencer Rattler is a big game, but, I'm going to take the better coach team, and I'm going to go with UNC to win 38-34 over South Carolina. But, Justin, can Spencer Rattler pick up where he left off last year and lead the Gamecocks to an upset win? I think he can because this UNC defense ain't going to be much better than it was last year. I'm not very high on them. They only had 17 sacks last year. Um, They really show again after the quarterback. I think they will again this year, and one of their – Top wide receiver says Walker coming in. He's a two-time transfer coming in from Kent State. He's still waiting for his waiver to see if he can be eligible to play. I does not sound like he's going to get it, but if they do, I think he's going to be a very big impact guy for the Tar Heels offense. I think Rattler does play well. They got 10 starters back um, offensively. I think their old line's going to be better this year, which, again, we know Spencer Rattler, if he has time and he's comfortable in that pocket, he'll pick you apart. I don't think North Carolina is that team that's going to be able to um, get them to roll out and make mistake, too many mistakes this game. I do have UNC winning this game, though. I end up winning uh, 41 to uh, 38. We got West Virginia and Penn State on Saturday night, and I think Penn State rolls in this game. I think Nicholas Singleton has a big game. I think Drew Aller has a really good game. And really, and it was a really good game for Penn State. I think their defense has a really good game too. West Virginia was picked last in the Big Twelve. I got Penn State winning this one, forty-five to thirteen. I agree, you got the same, Justin. Yeah, I do as well. I got Penn State thirty-eight to seventeen in this one. Um, I think West Virginia, yeah, their quarterback Garrett Greeny, you know, he's a he's a really good runner. I think he's he's got a pretty good arm as well. Um, their problem is, I don't think up front. I I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. We we're talking. The last couple of weeks talking about Penn State. I just think up front, Penn State's a much better team um, in this game. And CJ Donaldson, their running back, 6'4, 240. He used to be a tight end. Um, he's a tough guy to bring down in the backfield. And I think with West Virginia, Neil Brown, probably not going to last the entire year. Like, I don't think West Virginia is horrible because I, I don't think there's a basement or like a doormat in this conference. But uh, 
I, I think this West Virginia team's going to struggle this year. And I think Penn State should take care of business here at home on a Saturday night. We got the big game in Orlando, a rematch of a great game last year between these two teams. We've got LSU and Florida State playing in Orlando. I think this is another really, really good game between these two teams. But again, I'm going to take the team with the better coach and Brian Kelly. And I, and I got LSU getting revenge over Florida State, 31-27. But Justin, can the Seminoles beat, beat the Tigers for the second year in a row? I think it'd be difficult. I got the Tigers finding a way to win this one as well, 31 to 24. Um, for LSU in this game, they're starting D Tap, who's probably their best eligible draft pick for this year. Mason Smith is going to be missing the game due to suspension in the most NCAA thing ever, as he, uh, before NIL in 2021, um, had an autograph session, signing session with uh, Keyshawn Bowdy, who's now in the Patriots. So the NCAA course. Of course, uh, Smith missed all of last year with injury. So, of course, now the NCAA has got a, the little power they have left. He's got to, they got to spend it for this game. Um, that could hurt LSU a little bit up front. In the secondary, I do worry a bit. Uh, they got some new guys coming in. And and Florida State's got some big wide receivers. Johnny Wilson's going to be one of the better ones in the country, 6'7". And then Keon Coleman came in after spring ball from Michigan State. He's 6'4". Um, I think those – you know, those, those two, I think, could have pretty big days against the LSU secondary. But Florida State was 0-3 last year against a top 25 foe. Um, I, I think LSU does find a way to get revenge against the Seminoles this year. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think they do. We got an ACC matchup on Monday night between Clemson and Duke. I think this game's a little bit close early because Clemson's on the road and struggles a little bit offensively, but I do think Clemson ends up pulling away in this game and because Duke does have a pretty good quarterback, so I think they'll stay in the game early. And Duke was 8-4 and four last year, so I think they'll stay in the game early, but I think eventually Clemson will pull away in the second half. I got Clemson winning this one 27-13, but Justin, can Riley Leonard and Duke uh, – can Riley Leonard lead Duke to a big upset win? I don't see it happening. I got Clemson 34-17. Yet Duke won 9-4 last year. The problem was, though, they only – they only beat two teams at a winning record, and this okay, year gotcha. their schedule's a gotcha. lot tougher. So I think this is a team that six and six-ish right around there for Duke. But yeah, I, I really like uh Riley Leonard, good dual threat guy. Um accuracy's got to approve a little bit this year. I think it will. Um, but Garrett Riley, I mentioned it last week. I think Dabo finally going outside. They're gonna get a new, I don't know how much different the offense gonna be, but I expect it to be um different than what they've been running that kind of the basic offense that, that they have had. And um, they've just been using their talent to kind of beat other teams. And I, I think Garrett Riley is going to be great for Cape Klubnik, you know, the starting quarterback for the Tigers this year. He's going to have the full job now. Um, I, I think Clemson will, will Shipley in that backfield. Clemson's so good up front. They will, you know, they're off of the line, defensive line. They're going to be one of the best in the country again. I think they overpower Duke. I think Duke keeps is close for half, but I think the talent of the depth charts um, – Pulls Clemson away here in the second half. All right, we'll wrap up the show talking about UConn. They play NC State this week. They're a 14-point underdog at the rent tomorrow night. I got NC State winning this 38-17. The bit, two questions, Justin. Is UConn going to cover in this game? And can UConn return to a bowl game this year? Um, Yeah, for your first question, I think UConn can't cover this one. NC State's got Nordane coming to Raleigh next week. So maybe a little bit of a look-ahead spot here. Brandon, they're bringing a new quarterback in Brandon Armstrong, who had a really down year Virginia last year, but I, I expect them to be a lot better this year um, under Dave Dorn and that team. I think UConn will keep this game close. They're going to have an actual quarterback. And, um, you know, I think at home, 
sounds like there's going to be maybe close to 30,000 people there, which I don't know. Oh, last wow. time the rent's been wow. that full. So, no, no, no. Um, no. So I think UConn does keep this close. I think they do find a way to cover in this game. And yeah, for UConn, I, I think it'd be a disappointment if they don't make a bowl. If wow, you look at wow. that schedule, they should go at least seven to five. Like, again, probably they lose NC State. Georgia State's a toss-up. I think they could win that one. They should beat FIU. I think they can beat Duke. They they could knock off Utah State. Rice on the road, they should win that one. Southwood at home, they should win. At BC, you know, going to be better, but, you know, should be better. But that made me a tough one. I could see them pulling that one out. They're not going to Tennessee winning. I don't think they'll go with James Madison and, and win. They should, you know, they'll beat Sacred Heart and, they should be UMass, but UMass was really improved last week. Um, but they did play New Mexico State. So for me, yeah, I like what Jim Morris done. I think this team could win seven, maybe eight would be pushing it, but like I wouldn't be totally surprised. I like kind of he's brought in some power five guys that did not really play at their school and guys coming in with a chip on the shoulder. And Joe um Fergano, who um who played at Maine under their office coordinator, Nick um Nick Charlotte. Um you know, I mean, and he had a really solid career under him. So I, I like that, you know, they're bringing him in as well to be the starting quarterback. It sounds like he's looked really good so far in camp. So I think UConn should be like seven to five, six and six. Like I, I injuries can always happen and kind of derail things. But after last year, I feel like this team, the offense should be a lot better. Like Zion Turner was a nice quarterback, but they did not trust him to throw deep. So I feel like this UConn team should go back bowling yet again this year. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with R&J. For Justin and I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week talking week one of the NFL season and week two of the college football season. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley... He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? I think right now is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.